Welcome to the GMS Podcast, brought to you by GMS Distribution. GMS specializes in temporary portable power distribution equipment for the restoration contractor. I am your host and owner of GMS, Jarrett Steer, and today I will be talking to my friends. Yeah, here we go. So today's going to be a little different. Uh, Usually I have a guest on my podcast and I am talking to my friends. Uh, Today, this is a recorded podcast that I did with Eddie Green on his podcast. Uh, He has a podcast called Selling People, Not a Process. And uh, this is a conversation that I had with Eddie. He invited me to be on, on his podcast and wanted to ask me some questions about basically how GMS distribution, how, how that started, how the idea for a power box came about, uh, and that kind of thing. So I decided that I would put it out on, on the GMS podcast side as a bonus episode. So if anybody wants to take the time to listen to kind of how my business started and, and why, here it is. Here's a podcast, Selling People, Not a Process with Eddie Green. Hey, thanks for listening. You're welcome to Selling People, Not a Process. This is Eddie Green, and I've got a very special guest on the program today. This is Garrett Steer. Um, some of you guys probably, uh, just through LinkedIn and, and through mutual connections and, and all of that, probably already know him. Um, so he probably yeah. doesn't need an introduction, but uh, <laughs> he's with that. GMS power distribution. Um, I did get to meet him out at the experience last year. I don't know that there's going to be any of that going on. Um, you know, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see how this whole virus thing pans out. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. Good to be on here, Eddie. Good talking to you, bud. Yeah, you as well. So how are you guys holding up? Um, you have since relocated out to the West coast. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we're out in, uh, in Seattle now, been here since December. Um, really like it. Uh, the virus does have us shut in right now, uh, as it does probably everybody else in the rest of the country, really. Um, but yeah, the, my schedule uh, schedule opened up. Everything everything canceled, and and there's you know the country's definitely in a an emergency state right now, and and um, a lot of people doing you know what they can to to help, and uh, you know we're doing what we can by by staying put and letting this you know letting the the people that can handle it handle it. Yeah, it's and you know that's exactly right. You know we've um, I'd like I don't know if you had seen, but you know we've got a webinar that are coming up. Um, they actually went to capacity on Thursday, and then we've got another one that's coming up on Wednesday about coronavirus positioning protocol. Um, fact, talking just about that, I'm glad you hit the nail on the head. You know about uh, making sure that you let the people that know what they're doing doing it. Yeah. But unfortunately, just like in any type of community wide event, whether it, you know it's a named event like a hurricane or things like that, there's always going to be people out there to exploit it. Um, and you know that's kind of been the the pedestal that I've been on um, okay. is really making sure that people understand you know, let the right people do this that are coming in with fair pricing, servant's art mentality. They're not trying to take advantage of the situation. I know up in Washington, you guys are really heavily affected. It's like you guys in New York, unfortunately, are leading the way. And I know that's something you don't want to lead the way in, but how is life different there compared to like, say, if you were still in Indiana right now? You know, I just talked to my, my uh, dad this morning. Um, You know, I don't, I don't really know. I, I think, 
it sounds like everybody's kind of handling it their own way, but Indiana's Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, um, I guess they put some things in place where that's what I was told where you're not you're not even supposed to cross state borders right now. So um, I think Indiana actually had more restrictions sooner uh, than than Seattle, if I'm as far as I'm aware. But you know, wow. I think everybody. You know, restaurants are, are closed, takeout only, even if they're, if they're still even doing that. Uh, you know, it's went to only essential business, I think, pretty much everywhere. Um, but, yeah, I think every, I think every state's kind of doing what they can. I know um, I did see a post where it sounded like Washington wasn't taking the, the necessary procedures or, or being as drastic, and I don't, I don't think that's true. I think Washington worded it a little differently to make it sound nicer as far as like shelter in place or something like that. But, um, no, everybody, everybody up here, I mean, everything's closed. Uh, we did, we did support some local business that was still doing takeout, you know, and trying to just keep a little bit of the economy, keep a little bit of the funds moving as long as we could. But I think, I think everybody's doing the same thing right now. And that's, if you don't have to be out and your business isn't an essential part, um, you're closed. No one's doing anything. Now, have you seen, and, and I kind of want to transition a little bit sure. over to, um, you know, to what you do, um, you know, on the power distribution side of it, have you seen, because the restoration companies really are the ones that are on the forefront of going out doing the cat one, two, and three, you know, level cleaning, but primarily the preventative level cleaning. Have you seen a little bit of a spike in, in the distro um, that's out there just due to people, you know, using more equipment? Um, and having that out there, you know, what, what's been your stance in, in that and kind of introduce GMS a little bit and tell them what it's about. Yeah, sure, sure. So, so we make a, a product called the GMS Power Distribution Unit or the G Unit. Uh, it plugs into range and dryer 220 outlets. So we're accessing that large amount of power in a residence uh, through that 220 plug and then plugging in our power box, which is essentially a spider box, um, just a lot smaller lighter weight, uh, that kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's made out of plastic, so it's safer. So kind of, uh, addressing a bunch of different issues with the kind of the norm of the spider box, uh, making it smaller, lighter and safer. Um, that's, that's our product. That's what we do. We've been doing it 10 years now. And as far as the spike, I don't, I don't see those on the manufacturing side, uh, as much on, and I would consider this, especially right now, being so new into the event, and it's really not water emergency based. Um, you know, if right. a hurricane or you know something like that comes in major event, we'll see it. But our distribution channels uh, through a, a Ramsco and John Don and a Badix, I mean, they they're all stocking our equipment, so we have to see a big, big surge, you know, or something big happen before it actually kind of trickles up to us to where to where we get overwhelmed um those guys our our distributors are great and they do a great job at keeping our products you know in and on the shelf and kind of watching that that inventory so i get a little bit of a of a buffer there between me and the customer uh where any of those kind of spikes that you're talking about would probably be seen on that distribution level uh but not so much on the the manufacturing side and even if we did get a spike our stuff goes to kind of main distribution warehouses. So, you know, if there was something going on in Carolina, 
I, I wouldn't know about it because I shipped to Nashville, something like that, you know? Gotcha. So right. uh, difficult for me to kind of see the, the smaller trends and area trends just because of the way our distribution is set up. But, um, but, uh, you know, we're still, we're still getting orders. We're still shipping. And, and, uh, I haven't seen, haven't seen, I haven't seen anything that makes me worry. Yeah. I'm kind of an aesthetics guy too. You know, it was, whenever I was out, um, actually working in the restoration side, you know, the, the equipment that I carried with me, um, I wanted it to look really cool. I was just kind yeah. of that way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, a, that's one of the things actually, truthfully, that kind of drew me to, to the distro side and what you do is it. Oh, cool. Well, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you no. know, I mean, I, I like it. It's as opposed to the big, you know, spider boxes that I was used to seeing. Sure. Um, you know, I like these. These are something that looks like you can just pick up and you carry a bunch of them with you and they look good. And, and you know, like you said, they're lighter, you know, all that. What what made you jump into that arena? Um, you know, what did you do previously and where did you see the gap? And said, you know what? I think I can fill this hole. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, first, you know, talking about the you know, kind of the, the spider box everybody's used to, the big, large, metal, yellow one. Um, you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that product. It's a great product. And, and sure. in the construction, you know, new construction or, or in that field, you know, where I guess it, you know, where it's made or what it's made for, it does a great job. What I saw was it was pretty overkill for, you know, for a restoration contractor plugging into a dryer plug. It was, it was way overkill. Um, I started right out of high school. Well, actually still even in high school, I was working for my dad's electrical company. Uh, I got my journeyman license uh, just before I turned 20 years old and was doing electrical work for the next 10 years. Um, that's when, so I had a, a friend, Chris Laney, who owns a uh, AmeriClean and water out in Fort Wayne. And then I subcontracted mm-hmm. for a Paul Davis systems. So it was kind of, you know, between the two of them, I remember at one point I went over to Chris's house and he was purchased some equipment he was actually on the John Don website. And we were looking at the, at that spider box at that big 50 amp. And he's like, do you, you know, what, what do I need? I don't know what cords I need. I don't know what that cord is or this one. And, and do I need this box? I, and he just had a lot of questions. So I was trying to walk him through it. And I, at the end of it, I was like, dude, I can make you something like I can make you something a lot smaller, a lot easier to use. I was like, let me just do it. So, um, that was, that was, that was kind of how it started. Uh, went to the hardware store, purchased some, some GFIs and four square boxes and air conditioner disconnects some range and dryer cords and, and, uh, you know, made the first one, put it in a bag for him. And, uh, that was the, that was the first kit and he loved it, wanted five more of them. Um, and so I just kind of started making them on the side. Always, I was, uh, like my my goal was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could sell twenty of these a year? This that would be that would be pretty neat, and uh, <laughs> and so that's where it started. And then it really didn't take off for me until maybe a maybe a year, maybe two years after after that kind of first initial one, when we we got to the recession in two thousand eight. Um, my hours right. were were cut in half. My wife's hours were cut in half, and uh, you know and that was that was a time that we were, you know, we were struggling every, well, and a lot of people were, and we we're trying to figure out how we're paying our bills. And, and, uh, I said, you know what, let me, let me go try to sell some more of these. And being located in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, you know, this is a pretty key part of the story. I don't know that I could have done it if I lived anywhere else, but being in Fort Wayne, I'm within three hours of Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Indianapolis. And then if you go out just a little bit further than that, I can get to St. Louis in six, Nashville in six, Pittsburgh in six. 
And so I really, yeah, that's like a central hub for sure. Oh, it was, you know, so it was what I ended up doing was, you know, talking with my dad and going, Hey, you know, if you're going to give me two days off a week, make sure, you know, back them up, you know, give me Monday and Tuesday, give me Thursday and Friday. And, um, what I would do, I mean, I, I would make about 10 kits, put them in my car, drive to one of those cities and, um, you know, just start going door to door and just knocking on restoration contractors doors and, and trying to, to sell some to just to make some money to get through that time. Did it still didn't ever think it was going to be a business even at that point. Um, but you know, but I was, I was selling enough and making a little bit of money and, and, uh, it was definitely helping out. And then it wasn't until a little later that, uh, I ended up running into an Aramsco sales rep and, uh, he's basically like, Hey, you know, let me put you in touch with some people. And we had the meetings and, and they they were like, if you can get these UL listed, we'll we'll put them all over the country for you. And um, so this is wow. this is back in like 2011, 2010, into 2010, going into 2011. And uh, we did. That's what we that's what we did. I focused on uh, focused on on getting them UL listed. Saw the opportunity. Um, you know, we're coming out of the recession. My, I definitely had some financial help from my from my family, and I appreciate appreciate them for that and um we did we went through the steps got them new listed went right back to a rams co they put them they put them out and uh you know and we just been been going ever since it was about a probably i think 2012 when i i stopped doing electrical work and just started focusing on power distribution full-time so that's kind of you know the fun, <laughs> kind of my backstory. You no, know, no, that's that's an amazing story. I think the the funny part is through the recession thing. I just have this one visual. Did you ever see that movie with Will Smith and Seven Pounds? It is exactly where he's like trying that. to sell the X, yeah, trying to sell the X ray machines, and he's going door to door, and you know he's doing all that. The guy takes that. It's, it's almost a visual I have. You know, it's like, but you know what? It's it's you know I I believe in in a couple several different mantras, and you'll hear me talk about them as we get to know each other better, but. You know, one of them is don't despise humble beginnings. And, you know, it is, I, I think that, you know, so many people be like, oh, you know, if I could just sell 20 units, but you had a goal. And, yep. you know, that, that was, you had something that was very clear, very defined. And then, and then you met that, you exceeded that. And then whenever things started to slip, you're like, I'm going to go do whatever it takes to go make this happen. And that's why you're where you're at today. You know, it is it's through the help of other people, you know, that the, your family saw the, the vision through through what you were trying to do. And they knew that it was not going to be throwing money at something. It was going to be an investment. Oh, you yeah, know, absolutely. And, and, you know, and then your your passion and your tenacity, you know, so I applaud you for that. You know, it's a, but like I said, all I can do is just think of Will Smith just going down, chasing <laughs> that homeless guy down to get that last machine and saying, no, I got to sell this last machine. You know, so you know, that, that's kind of where I went with it. It was it, and you know, it's really not too far from the truth, too. I mean, uh, I remember, you know, I remember back, and I and and I'm happy it, you know, I'm happy it happened, but uh, you know, I remember staying in some of the crumb. I didn't have it. I mean, I didn't have any money, man. I was there was a couple of times. I was like, I need to sell one so I can put gas in the car to get back home. Um, but it was, you know, some of the crummiest hotels. It was hotels. seven pounds. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, yeah, there was, I remember one, there was one hotel I went to, and uh, I finally got there, it was, I don't know, it was like 11 o'clock at night, it was late, I, by the time I drove in, it was in Michigan, and uh, and, and she's like, I don't, I'm sorry, but like, I don't have any rooms left, she goes, I was like, you have nothing left and uh, and I had a reservation. She goes. She goes. No, we weren't sure if you were coming. We gave your room away. The only thing I have is a room, but the heat doesn't work in it. And this is winter, man. I mean, it's like ten degrees, maybe even less. 
And I just was like, I'll take it. And I remember I just walked into that room and all the all the sheets on one bed, grabbed all the sheets off the other bed, <laughs> got underneath those, <laughs> still had my clothes on. And, and it was a cold, it was still a cold night. I took a shower the next morning and uh, there was, I mean, I, I remember there was frost on the inside of the, of the window in that bathroom. I mean, it was just... Holy cow. Oh, it was cold, but I had some you know, deer. I've had some deer hunting trips like that, but never a hotel room. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been on hunting trips that are like that and that's fine. But yeah, for, for this kind of thing, it was a uh, yeah, totally different, but, uh, but yeah, no, you know, going through those experiences and having those, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the story. It's part of the journey. And, and I would, I wouldn't change it, man. It was, it was fun. It was fun getting here and it's still fun. It's still fun every day. So yeah. Well, I think that's the most important thing. You know, if it's not fun, don't do it. You know, it's, it's, you know, you're enjoying what you do. You enjoy the product that you're putting out. You know, like I said, it's, it's, uh, you know, I have, I'm pretty well connected within this industry and your name has come up several times, you oh, know, through good. these channels. So I, I know that you're, you know, I know that the, that the hard work that you've done, you stand behind what you do. Um, you know, but most importantly, you're just, you're, you're an approachable guy, you know, and, and I think that a lot of times in business, People lose sight of that, especially once they start to see some level of success. You know, they, they change and they're not who they were when they first started. And, and you strike me as somebody who's being, you know, who's really down there, somebody I'd want to do business with for sure. Well, I appreciate you know, and, that, man. Yeah, it's, it's about relationships, you know. I mean, you can measure success however you want, but, but for me, for me, it's, you know, for me, the success is what you just said. For me, success is that, you know, People, the people that that talk about me or know about me or have heard about me, they have they have good things to say, and uh, and I just want to I want to continue to be that guy that doesn't give anybody a reason to say anything negative or bad about me. And if I can do that, uh, if I can continue, if I can continue that, that's uh, that's success for me. It's about building those relationships, and, you know, and just keeping keeping people close, doing what you can to help. And, uh, and I think that's a lot of people in this industry, which is why I really love it. I really like, I really like that. I, that my customer is restoration contractors. I really like it. Yeah, it is a very different dynamic. You know, it's, it's the one thing that, you know, I've always told people, I had, it was a huge learning curve for me whenever I came in, I came from, you know, 20 plus years of really highly decorated, you know, working for billion dollar organization sales. Yeah. And this was different because I really wasn't selling anything. It was, you know, I was, I was going out and cultivating relationships. You know, I didn't have anything physical to hand them. You know, right. I didn't have a widget. So right. I had to, I had to build my foundation on trust. Um, I had to build it on, on relation and had to build it on under promising and overperforming. And, you know, that servant's heart mentality is really what separated the wheat from the chaff. It was, it was, you know, going in and, and making sure that customer was first. And again, like I said, you, you say all these things, you know, without having to be prompted for them. And, and that's the kind of people that really people need to be doing business with. So if they did, if somebody that had not, if they've been living in the dark ages and they didn't know anything <laughs> about you, how would they find you and your product? You know, we try, I try to stay pretty visible and, and very, like you said, approachable and accessible. Um, you know, you can, you can go to our website, gmsdist.com, gmsdist.com. We're there. Or, uh, you know, you can find me and the company on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we try to, like I said, we try to, uh, to you know, to get that information out. Um, 
most of the, if you go to any of the of the trade shows that are in the industry, I'm probably walking around there somewhere. Um, and my and my cell number is all over everything. So like I said, easy to get a hold of. You can message me on any of those platforms. I'll get it. Um, or just give me a call. If you got any, you need something, give me a call. Yeah, I and guys, I'm gonna just you know echo that sentiment. You know, it's. You know, I've, I've been blessed to know a lot of people in the restoration industry. And if you don't have his products, you need to have his products um, in your vans and, and in your warehouses. And, and it's just something that you guys need to do because this is really truthfully when it comes to restoration. I, I believe in one community. I believe in colleagues. I don't believe in competition. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's we there's enough work out there for everyone. We all have our unique little nuances that we have in our niche in, in the industry. But again, it's all about community and colleagues. And so I encourage you guys to, to reach out to Garrett. Um, I want you guys to ensure that you stock his products um, in, your, in your warehouses and in your vans. And like I said, it's just going to make your life a whole lot easier. Um, these exactly are a whole lot it. easier to carry. Yeah, and, and that's really what it's all about. So, Garrett, thank you so much for taking time to speak with me today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. I hope we get to, to know each other outside of this. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love to be able to talk to you. I could, we could do storytelling all day long and I, <laughs> I would love to be able to get into that. So, um, stay safe. Um, you and your wife stay safe in this environment. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that we can ever do for you, Sean or myself here at tier level, uh, please give a reach out to us and let us know. But again, the honor is all mine. It's been a pleasure. And thanks so much for being a guest. Well, yeah, no problem. And I, you'll have to give me the pleasure and I'll have you on the, on our podcast, the GMS podcast, and we can, uh, we can talk about your side of it and, and, uh, yeah, get to know each other a little better. Yeah, I'd love to. That would be great. So guys, I do appreciate you taking time out to listen today and we'll talk again soon. Hey, thanks, man.